The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. When you are in light, you are not confused. Any relationship that have light, there is no confusion. Any marriage that is under the influence of light, there is no confusion. Have you noticed? But where there is no light, there is confusion. Any church that have access to the light, there is no confusion. That's why there is no confusion in this church. Because we are operating under the light. your body ministry. Praise God. Just go around two or three people. Give them a high five. I give you only one minute. Only one minute. Only one minute. Nigeria Amen. we declare the elections shall not be rigged Amen. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We declare that by the end of tonight yes. and tomorrow we'll know the winner of the presidential elections. Amen. And Nigeria shall become that great light once again. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give Jesus some praise. And let's please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, your body ministry took more than one minute, so if I go a little bit longer in my preaching today, don't complain, amen. Well, are you ready for the word? Well, how many of you are excited this Thursday we start the Singles and Married Conference, amen? The man of God is coming with his wife. Uh, they have years of experience as married couples. Uh, Dr. Jackie is just a humble man of God. You know, he's just, I mean, this is a man that has achieved so much. And he's a great blessing. So I want to encourage you, come out in your numbers. Even if you are working and you are coming late, that's fine. Please come. Whatever you do to get here, get here. Amen. And I know that God will bless you. Remember, it's this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Saturday will give you an opportunity to ask questions. Uh, and so come prepared and God will bless you. Amen? Amen. All right. Are you ready for the word? Yes. Okay. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 16. The book of Genesis chapter 1. Verse 16, I read, the Bible says that, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm concluding the series I started three weeks ago titled, Unveiling the Mystery of of the greater light, unveiling the mystery of the greater light. And this is part three. We have already established that if you want God to make you into the greater light, then you have to be willing to follow. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishes of men. So when we follow God, he makes us into something great. And we have also established that we have not been made to be stars, but rather we have been made to be the greater light. Do you know that this greater light that we are talking about, do you know that it is so huge that it is six, let, let me just tell you the size of the greater light. And, uh, and then today I'm going to show you a few things that I believe will really bless you. It is 695,508 kilometers long. That's how big it is. The size of the earth is 6,371 kilometers. So you can fit tons of the size of the earth into this greater light. Can you see how huge it is? So 
what we are talking about is huge. But I'm going to show you that despite this thing is huge, you have dominion and control over it. You have dominion and control over it. As a matter of fact, God made the greater light to serve you. Amen. Amen. So, I, I, I don't want to, I mean, if, if, this, if there's any message that I've preached over the years that is really powerful, that is changing not just me and many, this is the message. Because this greater light that we are talking about, when you begin to operate in it, <laughs> nothing can subdue you any longer. Because listen, the dominion of light over darkness is instant. Amen. The dominion of light over darkness is instant. Darkness cannot question light. That's why John 1, 5, the Bible says that, and the light shineth into darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. So, where God is taking us is in the dimension of operating in the greater light. Listen, the preaching of the word reveals the glorious light in the gospel. But the devil's number one job is to prevent the gospel from reaching the four corners of the earth. That's why the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Verse 3 and 4. The Bible says that, but if our gospel be hid, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid from them that are lost. Mm. Verse 4 is key. Why? Because it says, in whom, those who are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So every time we open the word, the light of the glorious gospel shines unto us. Are you following what I'm saying? Because within the gospel, that's where the light of this greater lies is, is eliminated. Emanated through. Hallelujah. The only place you and I can have unlimited access to the greater light is in the word. It's in the word. Psalm 119 verse 105. The Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now notice those two distinct differences that the word brings. Number one, the word is a lamp unto our feet. Now, why is the word a lamp unto our feet? Because your level of engagement in the word determines your level of light. So if you engage in the word just a little bit, the word will only be a lamp unto your feet. But if you engage or stay in the word long enough, the word will become a light onto your path. Amen. Why? Because light shineth brighter than a lamp. But they all come through the word. But the level of lamp you receive determines the level of word you have access to. 
Are you following what I'm saying? The same Psalm 119 verse 130 to 133. The Bible says that the entrance of thy words giveth light. Do you see what the, the, the word gives? The entrance. So whenever you come to church, what is actually happening is, yes, you're receiving the word, but the word is translated into light. Amen. Because the entrance of thy word gives what? Light. Gives what? Light. Gives what? Light. Gives what? Light. It gives light. And it gives understanding to the simple. Have you noticed that since you have access to the word, you are more wiser than you were before? The things you used to do, you don't do them no more. The things you used to say, you don't say them no more. Why? Because now you have access to light. You have access to the word. Because the word gives understanding to the simple. It gives understanding to the simple. Verse 31, 131, it says, I opened my mouth and panted I long for thy commandments. This is very powerful. It said, I opened my mouth and the only thing I'm panting for is your word. <laughs> when I open my mouth, I'm not panting after ice cream. Or after jollof rice. Or after KFC. When I open my mouth, I pant after what? Your words, your commandments. Why is that? Verse 132. It says, look thou upon me and be merciful unto me. As thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Verse 133. It says, order my steps in your word. Oh, this is powerful. Order my steps in your word. So when you take the word, the word is like a map. Are you following what I'm saying? It's like a sat nav. When you take the word, the Holy Spirit begins to order your steps in the word. You are looking for peace. The Holy Spirit takes you gently. He orders your steps in the word and maybe you are at the point of no peace but gradually as you stay in the word, as he orders your steps, step by step, here a little, there a little, here a little, there a little, precept upon precept, you keep hearing the word, what is he doing? He's ordering your steps in the word. And the moment he orders your step in the word, look at the next thing that follows. He says, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. So when you stay in the word long enough, you have dominion over iniquity. You have dominion over sin. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Listen, once we have discovered the greater light, we must walk in the consciousness of that revelation. Once we have discovered this greater light, we must walk in that consciousness, knowing that I am the greater light. Are you following me? Isaiah chapter 2, verse 5. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 5. It says, O house of Jacob, O house of solution, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. So, when you catch the revelation of this greater light, 
It's not just enough to say the word is powerful. It's not just enough to say, oh, I love going to church. When you receive this revelation, you have to walk in that consciousness. I'll give you an example. A few weeks ago, a sister in the church shared a testimony that she was sleeping around about 3 a.m. and she started feeling something holding her breath down. Do you remember that? And then she started shouting, Jesus. The choke started loosening up a little bit. And then she went further, Jesus. And the choke went a little bit further, losing a bit. And then she went, Jesus. And then the choke ended up leaving her. And when she woke up, she was sweating. Now, she was having a spiritual attack in the realm of the spirit. Now, how did she know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world? Because she needed to walk in the consciousness of the revelation of the light. Are you getting this? Because what you are not conscious of, you will not have access to it. Let me give you an example. When you go to the shop to buy something, you only buy according to the consciousness of the money in your bank account. Is that right? You only spend according to what you know is in your bank account. Why? Because you are conscious of what you have. If you go to the market and you know you have you, you have you have a thousand pounds there and you see something worth two thousand pounds, you're not gonna buy it. Because consciously you know what you have. So you spend according to what you have. The same applies to the word. When you consciously know that you are greater light, you spend according to the level of your greater light. Yeah. Hallelujah. So when the devil comes against you, you know what you have at your disposal. You know that I have the word. You know that you walk in the word. You walk in the light of the word. So when darkness comes, you don't plead with darkness. You tell darkness where it belongs. Just like God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness showed up into what God has created. Did God invite darkness? No. Darkness just decided to show up. That's the default nature of the devil. The default nature of the devil is darkness. Are you following what I'm saying? But when you see darkness shows up, you don't keep your mouth shut. You tell darkness, go where you belong because I did not invite you into my portion. From today, no darkness can invade your life. Say it louder, amen. From today, no darkness can come near your family. When darkness sees you, darkness will flee because you are the greater light. So we must walk in the consciousness of this revelation. 1 John chapter 1 verse 5 to 7. It says, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. The God is light. God 
is light. <laughs> Are you getting this? God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. God don't do darkness. So same as the children of God, we don't do darkness. We live in the light. We operate in the light. Are you following what I'm saying? Verse 6, it says, if we say that we have fellowship with him, fellowship with God, who is light, right, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not have the truth. Is that true? Is that true? What does light fellowship with? What does darkness fellowship with? You remember last week when Moses went to God, he, he took off the veil. Because that same level of light can communicate with light. But when he comes to the people, he puts a veil on. Because the people are not on that level of light yet. Uh, God is just upgrading the light of this church. Amen. I said God has just upgraded the light of this church. Amen. The light of this church will shine globally. Amen. We will be the light unto the world in the name of Jesus. Amen. So when we have fellowship with him, we don't walk in darkness. If we walk in darkness, then we do not the truth. Verse 7 but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Amen. Did you see that? Moses was having fellowship with God because they were both operating on the same level of light. Yeah. I will not be shocked if you live here today and you lose some friends. I won't be shocked because you are operating in the greater light. Yeah. They can't handle your light. They can't handle your light because you see, light and light work together. Light and light fellowship together. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, when you live here today, and some people say, Oh, as for you, everything that comes out of you, the word, the Bible says, What else do you want to come out of me? When you put a sponge in water and you squeeze it, what comes out? Water. I'm full of the word. What must come out of me? The word. Why? Because thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. So if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ's son cleanses us from all sins. Quickly, four things that light reveals. There are four things that light reveals. Number one, light reveals hidden things in darkness. <laughs> light reveals hidden things in darkness. Number two, light reveals the truth. When you have light, it reveals the truth. Number three, light illuminates. That's why the French word for light is lumière, illumination. When you are in light, you illuminate. You illuminate your environment. 
That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 verse 14, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. When you are light, no one can hide you. Have you noticed that when someone is in darkness, in a, in a very in a very forestry area, in a thick darkness, the number one thing they are looking for is light. Where can they see any light? Where there is light, there is an evidence of life. Where there is light, there is an evidence of what? Life. Why? Because John 1, 4, the Bible says that in him is life and the life is the light of man. So light produces life. That's why the plants cannot survive without the sun. They need light to be able to flourish. Where there is light, there is life. Where there is light, there is life. Where there is light, there is life. That's why the quickest way to dispel death or darkness is to introduce light, is to come under the light, is to come under the influence of this greater light. That's why Jesus said, as long as I am in this world, I am the light of the world. That's why Jesus went further to say in John chapter 8 verse 12, he said, I am the light. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. Is there a generational case of death in your family? Introduce a greater light. Speak the light of the word into that situation. And darkness will be, will be banished away from your family forever. Number four thing that light reveals is light reveals your path and your ways clearly. Clearly. When you are in light, you are not confused. Any relationship that have light, there is no confusion. Any marriage that is under the influence of light, there is no confusion. Have you noticed? But where there is no light, there is confusion. Any church that have access to the light, there is no confusion. That's why there is no confusion in this church. Because we are operating under the light. Are you getting what I'm saying? Observe any relationship that has confusion. 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 As a matter of fact, they have the title Confucius. There's no light. That's why it's important for us to operate in the light. Hallelujah. Now, there are three things we have looked at in Genesis chapter 1 verse 16, if you are following the first thing we looked at is that God made. We looked at how to be made. Remember in part one, we looked at the potter and how the potter makes. We said God is the potter and he makes us into what he wants us to become. The second thing we looked at was the greater light. Last week we looked at the greater light that when we stay in the greater light long enough, the greater light becomes the glory. Remember that? 
today we want to end it by looking at the purpose and the function of this greater light. The purpose and the function of the greater light is to rule. Is to do what? Is to rule. Because wherever this greater light shows up, the greater light rules. So we are going to look at how as children of God, we are going to rule wherever we are. So quick question we want to ask is, what does it mean to rule? What does it mean to rule? Psalm 110 verse 2. Or Psalm 110 verse 2. It says, the Lord shall send the rod of his strength out of Zion. And he will say, rule thou in the midst of your enemies. Rule thou in the midst of your enemies. Some of you have been scared of your enemies for far too long. But after today, you are going to rule. Amen. I said you are going to rule. Amen. And guess where you'll be ruling? In their midst. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, in their midst, you'll be ruling. Amen. You'll not be scared of them. You'll be ruling right in their midst. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, darkness is the enemy of light. Darkness is the enemy of light. And the purpose of light is to rule in darkness. The purpose of light is to rule in darkness. That's what the Bible says in John 1, 5. And the darkness and the light shineth into darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. When light saw darkness, light did not run away. Light stood and took its position. It's very important. We have to understand this. Once you know who you are, you are able to rule without struggle. Now, the question we want to now ask is, what do I have to do to be able to rule in my career? in my calling, in my profession. Because as children of God, God wants you to rule wherever you are. How many of you know that we have been made kings and priests to reign here on earth? Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. We have been made kings and priests to reign where? To reign where? To reign here on earth. And guess where the devil was sent to? The earth. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When Lucifer was cast out of heaven, where was he sent to? The earth. Now, if God is a loving father, why will he put us here on earth? Why didn't he send Satan or the devil to Mars or Pluto? <laughs> Why did he send the devil that was disturbing him in heaven to earth? Does it make sense? Because there are many other planets that God made. He could have sent the devil to uh, Jupiter or Pluto or Mars or somewhere. But God sent the devil to the earth. And he made us to be here on earth. Why? Because he has made us unto him kings and priests. Was the purpose that we will reign here on earth, including over the devil. 
How many of you will leave a fire with a two-year-old? You won't do that. Because you know that child cannot handle that fire. Isn't that right? Yeah. Do you think if the devil was more stronger than us, God would leave us with the devil? No. I want you to get this. I, you, you need to get this. If, if God knows that the devil is going to destroy us, he, he, won't, he won't send the devil here. Let me show you where we are seated. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Or verse 6. Oh, today is your day. Today is our day. Look at where you are. Seated. The Bible says that, and he has raised us up together and made us to sit where in heavenly places in Christ. Oh, Jesus. This is too powerful. I can't. I, this is, it's, it's doing something inside me. You see, when I read the word, it's, it's too powerful. It's, it's, it's doing something inside me. Are you getting, I'm trying to contain myself, but the word is too powerful. It, it's doing something inside me. <laughs> This is where we are. It said, and he has raised us up together. And he has made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The opposite of Jesus is not the devil. There is no opposite of Jesus. The opposite of God is not the devil. There is no opposite of God. The opposite of the Holy Spirit is not the evil spirit. There is no opposite. The opposite of you is not the devil. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I feel like just hitting my head because, you know, the thing is, the thing is, 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 oh, God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Your opposite is not the devil. The devil knows that you, are, you have more power than he does. He knows. He knows who you are. But the thing is, many of you don't know who you are. And because you don't know who you are, guess what the devil does? He uses wows. The devil is like a toothless bulldog. He is a bulldog, but his teeth have been taken off. Yes, he can bark. Woo, woo, woo. But the dog's weapon is its teeth. It can bark, but it can't bite. So he uses his walls. The walls is fear, deception. He skirmishes. Oh, you are going to be sick. Oh, cancer is coming. Oh, no, 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 no. The opposite of you is not the devil. You have more power at your disposal. Listen, God made you like him. You were made in the image of God. The devil was not made in the image of God. You were made in the image, in the express image of God. Forgive me for shouting. Are you getting this? So you need to know where the devil belongs. He belongs under your feet. You are raised up. You are far above 
principalities and powers. Go, go, to, go to Ephesians chapter 1. You are far above. You are far above them. Somebody say, I am far above them. I am far above them. Say, I am far above them. Oh, say like you mean it. Say, I am far above them. I am far above them. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 21. Look at where you are. It says far above all. Not some. How many? How many? How many? Including those in your village that you are scared of. You are far above all principality and power. Who is a principality? A principal is the chief. Right? The big boss of the institution. That's the principal. The devil is a principality. And God says you are far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which too is to come. Get to know who you are. The problem in the church is many don't know who they are. Job did not know that he had a hedge of fire around him. So he was scared. Every time, fear, fear. And the Bible says, Job said, what I greatly fear has come upon me. Why? Because the devil's only gateway is fear. But I know who is around me. I know who surrounds me. He surrounds me with the hedge of fire. So, listen, I don't permit fear. I walk in faith. Why? Because when I walk in faith, I activate the consciousness of the greater light. Take me to the chief headquarters of all, all witches and wizards. I'll lay a bed and I'll sleep and snow. I will not pray. You see, when you people see a little cockroach, you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, blood of Jesus. No. Know who you are. We have to know who we are. That's a problem of the church. We don't know who we are. You see, when you know who you are, you don't shout. That's why the disciples look at Jesus and say, what manner of man is this? That even the wind obey him. The sea obeys him. This is a different kind of a breed of man here on earth working with us. That's who you are. The Bible says that we are joint heads with Christ. (laughs) So quick question, what do I have to do to rule in my area of calling or profession? Judges chapter 8 verse 22 to 23. Judges chapter 8 from verse 22 to 23. Now I want you to, just a quick brief background about this scripture. Now in the book of Judges, Judges chapter 1, Joshua, uh, in Judges chapter 2, Joshua dies. You remember Joshua? He took over from Moses. So the children of Israel had no leader and because they had no leader, they started doing sinning. Because there was no light. They started working in darkness. And then in Judges chapter 3, a new leader comes up 
and then that new leader gave them, led them to defeat the devil, the enemies, and they had 40 years of peace. And then after that new leader died, they went back sinning, and then another new leader came up, and that new leader gave them 80 years of peace. And then after he died, you know, they went back. And then in chapter 5, Deborah arose because all the men were scared. Nobody wants to. And so Deborah arose. And that's where Deborah said, um, when leaders lead, the people willingly follow. And so Deborah defeated the camp of the enemy and so on and so forth. And then Deborah died. And so in chapter 6, this is very critical. In chapter 6 from verse 1, to verse 11, God intentionally gave the children of Israel into the hands of the Midianites to punish them for seven years. So guess what happened? The Bible says that whenever they sold, the Midianites know the time they sold. <laughs> the devil is a liar. Yeah. Any demon monitoring your harvest, yeah. they go today. Amen. You know, the, you know, there are some devils, they monitor your harvest. So the Midianites, what they were doing is that when the children of Israel sold, when it's time for harvest, the Midianites will come through. The children of the east will also come. And the Amalekites, three groups of people. And guess what they come to do? They come to destroy all their harvest. All their harvest. And the Bible says that they came against them like, like, like the sun on the seashore. And so in verse 11, they started crying and said, God, save us. We can't handle it anymore. And the Bible says that the angel of the Lord went and saw Gideon at the wine press on the wheat farm, you know, doing his father's farm. And then the angel of the Lord said to Gideon, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon said, my, my, my family is the weakest. I mean, what are you talking about? You say I'm a mighty man. Where are all the miracles our parents told us about? Why are you calling me a mighty man of God? A mighty man of valor? Sometimes God will speak to your potential. Amen. God will call you something and say, Ah, oh, my God, what are you doing? God says you are a billionaire. You look at yourself, you can't even handle your rent. And God says I'm a billionaire. But you have to agree with God. What God says you are is who you are. Are you following me? So Gideon said, well, if you say I'm a mighty man of value, okay, so be it. But I'm going to take you through a series of tests. Show me that you are a mighty man of value. Show me that you are really God. So he took a meat and then all of a sudden the angel caused the meat to to fry and Gideon said oh I have seen God to face to face and I did not die and God said I have spared your life the reason being I want to use you so God calls him and Gideon said no no I still don't believe that you are with me so Gideon took a, a, a fleece cutting wool and he put it there and said, I want to know that it's you who is God who is calling me. He put the cotton wool down. He said, let everywhere rain, but don't let the cotton wool be, be wet. So following morning, he comes. He saw it. He said, ah, okay, it's true. You are God. He said, no, God, but don't be upset. Let's try this thing again. I want to put the cotton wool down, make the whole ground wet, but don't let the cotton wool be wet. 
The following morning he came and it was so. And God, he said, ah, okay, it's true. So God instructed him, go and destroy your father's altar. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We are going somewhere. Any negative altar in your family background, today the greater light destroys it. Let me hear a living amen. Some of you, this amen you are going to say will destroy every generational curses. I said it will destroy every generational curses. In the mighty name of Jesus. So Gideon goes, shattered his father's negative altar overnight because he was scared. God was with him, but he was still scared. So the following morning, the father and everybody in the village said, Hey, who did this? And they said, it's Gideon. And then they went to his father's house. And the father said, why are you trying to defend your God? If your God is really a a God, let him defend himself. Let him defend himself. That's where we are coming to. Where our God that is not made by man will speak on our behalf. In the mighty name of Jesus. So God said to Gideon, prepare an army. I want to destroy this Midianites, the Amalekites, and the children of the east who always come to destroy your harvest. Anything that has been eating your harvest. You work so hard, you don't see any result. You work so hard, you don't see any fruit. Anything, any demonic entity sent to eat your harvest in the name of Jesus. I release the greater light to destroy it today. Let me hear a living amen. Amen. And so Gideon goes to get 30,000 men. And God said, no, these 30,000 men, because remember the enemy, they were like the sun on the seashore. They could not be numbered. And God said, no, these 30,000 men, there are a lot of them that are scared. So Gideon took 10,000. He said, sorry, 20,000. He said, 20,000, go home. Now, out of the 10,000, God came and said, these people, there are still people in there who are scared. And God said, let me help you get the proper ones. So he took them to a river. He said, those who drink the water like a dog, let them go home. Oh, I did the ones. He said, those who put their face and be drinking, they don't have a future vision. They cannot see the enemy coming. So let them go. <laughs> let them go home. Ah, hallelujah. So out of the 10,000, God took out 9,700. They have to go. Only 300 was left to go and fight against this mighty army. And so Gideon was still scared. He went to the camp of the enemy. Oh, the message is so powerful. But I have to end it quickly. You know, so Gideon went to the camp of the enemy. When he got there, somebody had a dream and he was telling a story. And the story was about Gideon. And Gideon now got a little bit of courage and said, Ah, God indeed is with us. So Gideon armed his 300 men with pots and light. With pots and light. Somebody say the greater light. So, so now this was a strategy of the, of the fight. 
Gideon said to them, the 300, he separated them into three. He said, you face the Amalekites, you the Midianites, and you the children of the east. So he said, when you get there, I'll blow the trumpet, and you are going to say two things. Two things. Two things only. The sword of Gideon and the God of Gideon. And this is what you are going to do. You are going to break the pot. And when you break the pot, the enemy will flee. God is about to give you a battle strategy. That will not make sense to the enemy. Hey, are you getting this church? God is about to give you a strategy to win that battle that will not make sense to the devil. So, so they, they smashed the pot and then they said what Gideon said and they fled. And the Bible says that he killed all of them. And now not only that, they were left with two kings who killed Gideon's uh, brothers. Not really brothers, but you know, army brothers. And he went after those two kings. Those were another strong two kings. I don't want to give you their names because it will confuse you. Go and study Judges chapter 1 from verse 1 to 8. And so now Gideon pursues them, destroys them. Immediately he does that. This is the next thing that happens. Now I'm going to read Judges chapter 8 verse 22 to 23. And then you see what happens when you pray in the greater light. The Bible says that, Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, after they have seen everything Gideon has done, they said, rule thou over us. <laughs> God help us. When you operate in the greater light, people will call you to rule. Remember the purpose of the greater light? To rule the day. To rule the day. And the Bible says in Psalm 110 verse 2, it says, rule thou in the midst of your enemies. From today you will be ruling. Amen. I said from today you will be ruling Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. It says, both thou and thy son and thy son's sons, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. Amen. Hallelujah. Question, what did they see in Gideon for them to ask him to rule over them? Number one, they saw the influential qualities of a leader in him. They saw the influential qualities of a leader in him. Number two, they saw him as a leader because his family was the weakest yet he emerged as a great leader. Number three, they saw him as someone who could give the whole nation direction. He led them to destroy the works of the enemies in their lives. Number four, they saw a transformational powers in him. Why? Because Gideon was able to transform 300 men into mighty warriors to win a major battle. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Time is not on our side. So we end it here. Ruling over everything God created is our dominion mandate. Joshua chapter 10 verse 12. The Bible says that then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. He said in the sight of Israel, son, stand still. Stand, stand still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of 
Joshua. So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. Verse 14. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man for the Lord fought for the children of Israel. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Four major areas in life you must endeavor to cause a greater light to shine through. Number one, through your spiritual life. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, and Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Number two, through your family life. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18, I and the children whom the Lord has given me, they are for signs and wonders. Number three, through your financial life, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, it is the Lord that gives thee power to make wealth. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 20 and 21, God says, I have made a covenant with the sun. If the sun can go down or, or the moon go now and the light will not cease, then that means that my covenant is still in force. Number four, through national life. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 28. It says, when the wicked is in authority, the people are, are, are crying. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2 says that when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. So God wants us to rejoice. Hallelujah. Well, we have to end it here because there's so much. Hallelujah. <laughs> and the time is not on our side. Did you receive it today? <laughs> amen, amen. Let's rise up on our feet. My goodness. There's so much, but uh, we have to end it somewhere, somehow. Now we are going to pray just one prayer. We are already, we've looked at a lot, but I want you to pray one prayer. I want you to identify one area that there's been like generational cases, challenges. And I want you to release the force of the greater light. Amen? I want you to release the force of the greater light. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Just for two minutes. Just for two minutes. Open your mouth, release the force of the greater light to shine in that area. To shine in that area. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, let your light shine through us. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for the greater light. Do what only you can do in our midst. Let not the enemy have his way over us. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, pray, pray. Just for a minute more. One more minute. One more minute. One more minute. In every area of your life, release a greater light. Release a greater light. Release a greater light. Let the greater light shine in every area of our lives. In every area of our lives, we thank you. We call it done. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, Thank you for giving us the privilege and giving us access into this mystery. May we not be hearers of your word only, but may we be doers of your word. Father, give your sons and your daughters unquestionable dominion 
over darkness. Amen. Let from today their light shine brighter and brighter. Amen. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. amen. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a better praise. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of the service. Sorry I've taken a little bit of your time. I'm sorry for getting overexcited. Uh, forgive me. I'll try and calm myself down at some point. But I want to encourage you this week, let's come out and let God be a blessing to us. We want one of our vision as a ministry is to have stronger marriages, stronger families, and that will help us to influence the nation. So let's come out and let God bless all of us in Jesus' name. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. The Lord